welcome to Know That, a deep dive into the week's Real Housewives episodes, where we offer our humorous, insightful, and unfiltered opinions. I'm Anthony Casella. I'm Donnie Hatfield-Smith. And I'm Quentin Lamar. And this is Know That, a Real Housewives podcast. So hey guys, what's up? How y'all doing? Hey. Hi. Good, how are you? I'm dragging ass, but I'm here. (laughs) Not dragging ass. Dragging ass. I was just saying, like, how I feel tired. Like, I haven't, like, I've been up all day. I have not, but I literally feel like this is my first time speaking today. I think, you know, we were just talking about this before we um, started recording officially. And I think it's just like the re-entering into society and being busy in a way that no one was previously. That takes a toll on you. People will wear you out. It's true. They will. And you all were busy in general, but also... Uh, for the purposes of this podcast, um, you were busy mixing it up with Andy Cohen on Wednesday night. Tell me and tell our, our audience about being on Watch What Happens Live with Miss Kathy Hilton, Crystal, and Kyle. Incredible. It and was... Nikki Hilton. Oh, yeah. Nick... Nikki Hilton. It was so good. So they reached out to me and I signed up. They like gave me options of what episode we wanted to go to. And as soon as I saw Kathy Hilton on the list, I was like, it needs to be this episode. Even I told Quinn, like, even if it was like Beyonce and Meryl Streep on one episode, (laughs) that's just not what Watch What Happens Live is for me. Like, I would love to see them on whatever The View or something. But if I'm going to Watch What Happens Live... It's for that, like, housewives bubble. That makes a lot of sense. You want it to be, no disrespect to these women, you want it to be trash. <laughs> like it's, it's like Disney World for trash people. Yeah, yeah. We, don't want people with, yeah. we don't want people with real jobs and real projects on there talking about stuff. Right. 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 Yonsei and no. Errol would feel too, like, inside the actor's studio. <laughs> like Definitely they Meryl. Be- they shouldn't even be touching the clubhouse. I I dabble and watch what happens live, but like they played a montage before Andy came out, and it was like videos of his best guests. It was like Halle Berry and all these people, and I was like, "See, this is not what I signed up for." But that's not what I signed up for because we had Kathy Hilton and Crystal. It was Kathy Hilton, but it's like, yeah, it was Kathy Hilton. It, it yeah. was like so obvious, like that everybody was there for Kathy Hilton. <laughs> Oh my it was, god, what a dream. It was a good time. I'm it was. Time. It's not even my kind of thing, and I enjoyed myself. And I feel like, Anthony, you've touched on it before about when women are seeing themselves in their first season and they don't like what they see. I feel like this was the beginning of Crystal's like apology tour because I felt like she went out of her way to be like fun and bubbly and like the opposite of what we're seeing on the show. This might be the crystal we see next year. <laughs> well, not to mention after they finished filming, she came up to the audience was like, I'm really nice in real life. <laughs> yeah, she said, she said, Aww. tell your friends I'm nice. <laughs> Oh, I believe that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I believed it up until she said that. Then I was like, well, <laughs> nice people don't do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> but she was very nice and she was gorgeous. They uh, all were. Yeah, they were. Is there anything that you feel you would be able to tell us that maybe wasn't on air, something that happened either either before or during commercial breaks? It was a little bit on the show, but like if you didn't know what you were watching (laughs) you uh, probably could have glanced over it but there's one point that was in the very beginning of the show where they show Kathy really quick like pointing to her stomach and like mouthing something to Kyle and that is because when the episode started Andy like introduced Kathy and Crystal and 
then he started talking to Crystal about whatever, being on the show, what it's like. And as this was happening, Kathy was yelling across the studio to Kyle. And she's like, how's my stomach? Do I look fat? Do I look okay? Like, oh as God. they were recording. So then when they got to the <laughs> commercial, um, Kyle said, Andy, can you let my sister know this is a live show? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> it's so good. Oh Kyle's God. everything that she is on TV. Yeah, that's it. Like they all are. Like a couple people ask me, like, is Andy different than what you see on the reunions and stuff? And like, no, Kathy is exactly as she's portrayed as Kyle is. Andy, this is for real good or for life. <laughs> yeah. Like, do do with that information what you will, but what you see is pretty much what you get. I think I was happy being that close to Kim Richards Bunny. Like it was like that <gasps> oh, was what I was mo- yeah. That's what I was most focused on when I was there. Yeah, as soon as so, we like, walked in Kim was there in spirit too. So it was like <laughs> the entire Richards family almost. <laughs> That's incredible. And on a shallow note, Kyle's never looked better. She, she looked great. great. Yeah, incredible. She did. And she smelled good too. She sat right in front of me. She was gorgeous. You two were featured quite a bit when they panned to the audience and when they would show Kyle, you were, I think, quite literally. You could see my gut. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're junk. You need to learn to sit like a lady when you're on national TV. It's man spread, baby. I don't have to do that. <laughs> what do they serve you drinks there? What drinks were you holding? They do. Okay. We got to have White Claw. Ooh, that's neat. Yeah. It is. I like that. I actually liked White Claw. I've never had it before. I actually kind of liked it. That changes my life because I ask you often, can we get White Claw? And you said, I don't want that yeah. in my house. I think I had a, I think I had a bad one back in like a while ago when they first came out or I had an idea of what it would taste like and I didn't want to do that, but not anymore. <laughs> We are a pro White Claw podcast. This podcast, know that a Real Housewives podcast <laughs> is brought to you by White Claw. And we're all gay, so like they should like be our sponsor. They should. They should know that. <laughs> oh, well, should we ask Anthony? What you had a lot going on your your podcast launched? Yes. Yeah, I I mentioned it last week, but this week it's official. The podcast uh, Bad Gay, a cultural conversation, has launched, and the first two episodes. One of which um, Donnie and I speak about uh, the topic of gay voice, what that means and how it affects gay men and kind of the intricacies of that um, is that's one of the episodes that is live one of two. So go check it out. Thank you all so much for the support and feedback that has come in about it so far. That's really good. I still have to listen to it, but I will. You better. I will. (laughs) I want to know what I'm like. If I'm coming on, I need to know what what to expect. So I will be listening. Sounds good. (laughs) I guess now we can move over to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week, which I have to be honest, was a bit tough to watch for me. We can, we're going to get into it, but I, I almost feel like I was watching propaganda. It was very, very yes. difficult for me to, like, take seriously. Like, I, I was, like, chuckling yeah. at certain line deliveries. It was tough. We uh, Well, first off, it started with her just showing up and not saying anything. And she didn't say anything for a while. Right. Which not only was uncomfortable for everybody there, but it made me feel like some kind of way about, like, Lisa Renna. Because, like, Lisa Renna, like, would have never allowed that to happen with anybody else. And we knew that before the season even started. They have their little Fox Force 5 or whatever it's called. And we knew that because Eric is a part of that group that Lisa Rinna was not going to make her own it or we have to talk about it or any of that. It's just when it's somebody that they don't like. Yeah, if it was Grosselle, it would have been a different story. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I feel like the Air Force One or whatever the group calls itself is probably coming for Garcelle soon. And really, really quick before we get into it, I know it's not a one-to-one ratio, but even in real time today, it kind of makes me like angry and I'm not like an LVP apologist, um, but how over the years they would go after her so hard for like mentioning tabloids or going mm-hmm. to the tabloids. Radar online. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, compared to what Erica is be- is being accused of being a part of, it just it doesn't sit right with me how scot free Erica from her own cast is getting off. But like mm-hmm. LVP, and I mean, I'm sure she was guilty of all the things that she was accused of, couldn't <laughs> catch a break in previous seasons. I don't know, and like still to this day, because that was something they talked about on Watch What Happens Live. Somebody called in and asked Kathy, like, is it hard for you to be friends with LVP? knowing her like shaky past with Kyle and Kyle yelled from the audience. She was like, she's not your friend, Kathy. I'm like, Oh my God, relax. Ooh, really? <laughs> yeah. That was a great part. Oh my God. <laughs> like that was wow. unexpected. And she, and she said it in a way where it's like, they've clearly had that conversation before. What did Kathy say? How did she react? Kathy was trying to answer in a way where, like, she didn't say anything bad about LVP or... Diplomatic. Yeah. And then that's when Kyle, like, cut her off. And she's like, she's not your friend. (laughs) So she admits that she announced on election day that she was getting divorced, hoping they would be buried by the news cycle, which makes sense. I do... When she said that, like, okay, sure. Clearly, she didn't know that, though. I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because like at first one hand, I was like, is she, was she trying to like, you know, derail things or like, you know, I didn't know for sure if she wanted to like get attention or not get attention because the way news works, if she would have done it the day before, people wouldn't, they would have had time to talk about it, but it would have been less talked about because the election news would have overshadowed it the very next day. But with it breaking at the same time, like if you were stressed out about the election, you could just talk about mm. that. And I think it worked against her. But hearing her say that's what she meant to do, I was like, I kind of get it. I yeah, guess. If there was a day to try and slip in, that was certainly the day. But also, if you're someone who knows who Erica Jane is, there is no way that information was going to bypass you. We are all capable of holding two different thoughts in our heads. And one is gripping tightly to life during election day and also texting your friends about Erica Jane's divorce announcement. Uh, yeah, that was like a bit weird. But then Kathy points out um, Erica seems nonchalant about starting her new life, which, um, yeah. She gets into it later, kind of. Like, I feel like it's all coded language, but she gets into it later where she says, like, it's been a long time coming and these women only see what I want them to see, kind of. And that... That's very clear with everything we know about Erica. But mm-hmm. I feel like even this whole interaction is has been planned and has been more or less scripted, whether it's for the show or just like what she's willing to show the public and show people on TV. Like, I think she went through everything she was going to do already before she even got there. Definitely. And also, it's interesting watching someone trying to get ahead of the story but the problem is in real time maybe you were with your group of friends in quotes but now we as the audience are seeing this attempt 
after we know everything else. So to the public, it just feels false immediately. So I'm not really sure who you thought you were tricking, or I guess at some point in time, you were saying the right things, probably combed over with like legal counsel. And it's just good enough for you that you have, or there is footage of you saying those things. I I guess I'm not sure what the intention in the long run was, because now everyone with a half a brain understands that this divorce is just because of what was coming. It just happened to have not come yet. And that is weird to me too, because she said something about like, and maybe she just meant the divorce. She said something about there's more to come. And like, these women don't know what's coming up or something. And then it was when she was talking about what assets she had and like, she sold her car and all of that. So you could look at it from the lens of the divorce, but knowing what we know, I feel like it was obvious. She was just like flushing out the expensive things in her life for that. Yeah. reason. Yeah. It, it really rang hollow to me. It seemed it was a performance. It wasn't even a good performance because <laughs> it was very practice. You leave your husband of 22 years. You leave your entire life behind. You don't shed a single tear. She didn't. She sat there and she said that to those women, these women were supposed to be her friends. This is our first time really getting into it with anybody, I'm guessing, other than Mikey. I don't know. And not once here. There was, they couldn't even, it was awkward for them because they couldn't even really console her. How do you console somebody? That's like somebody sitting down and telling you something horrible, like a death, and then they just don't cry. So that's just really awkward. And then the only time she did cry was when she looked around at her new house and how small it was. I think that was genuine. But everything else, I think it was fake. I I couldn't believe that she chose that moment to cry when it was dawning on her that she had to live in that little shoebox, that beautiful shoebox. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I was really into the new house. It's a beautiful house. For somebody who hasn't done anything, I think she should be very happy about it. Like, what do you expect? Like, you had all you had 22 years with this man and you couldn't build anything else. You had every advantage to build your business, to be whatever you want to be. You had choreographers, you have $40,000 on Glamour Week, and you have nothing to show for it. Not to mention, she's sitting there putting together this new house, and she still has two assistants. Right. It's like, this is, she does not understand. She does not, under, she is not in this reality. Erica Jane is somewhere else. And if Erica Jane is her alter whatever, we need the real bitch to come out now. <laughs> we need the real person to handle what's going on here. It's It was a tough watch for me. Yeah, uh, I'm not a doctor, but there is some like scary, disassociative, weird quality to her, to her that that feels even even more so now while we're watching her go through everything. Or I'll say go through everything, but I mean, I don't know, playing the role of someone going through something. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel genuine, and those those women don't even know her. Like I, I didn't get the sense that any one of them, certainly the ones who have known her for what, six years she's been on this show, treated her like a stranger because that's how she treats them. Yes. When we had Sutton and Kyle after the mammogram, and then they had their conversation after like, this is what we're here to film. And then we'll talk about this stuff after like, that was a real conversation. And whether wherever you fall in the Sutton and Crystal stuff, it was still like a give and take of opinions and facts and the truths they're living in, whatever. Whereas when Lisa and Erica met for drinks at that hotel, it was 
I felt awkward sitting there with them because there was no, it was very cold. And Lisa like tried to be Lisa and not pull stuff out of her, but to have a conversation. And Erica just kind of sat there and like said, said things, but like phoned them in. Like they weren't even things that meant anything or had any kind of weight. It's, It's very strange. She, if she, she, it's a missed opportunity to get people to see her side of things. If she's trying to pose herself as being innocent and not knowing anything, then I think this would have been a good time for her to show what was really going on and be unraveled. Everybody would have understood if she was unraveled. It would have given them something to do in this episode. I've mm-hmm. never seen news like this break in an episode and there's no emotional work to be done. None. She's, right. she's so matter of fact about it. She acts like somebody who could have known that her lifestyle was funded on pain and not care. That's what she acts like. She acts like she has no feelings. And that is, even if that's true and she is that way, it was so stupid to play it that way. Like now she's like besmirching his character, Tom's character. Now he's, oh, if you can afford her, you can have her. Okay. And also like, then you you could just jump smash cut to her expensive video. She is saying she is expensive. I mean, Tom is a shriveled little grapefruit of a man, and <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm by no means, no means defending him, to be clear. But I think my my kind of side eye comes with uh, that comment sucks when mm-hmm. he tells you to be quiet because he's speaking. That sucks. But it doesn't suck more all of a sudden just because you're in a precarious situation with what you were doing to rip um to rip people off with money that was owed to them to fund your lifestyle like it's it that should have sucked the entire time yeah it's not just like things to cite now because you have to do the fake divorce because the bottom fell out from his scam quinn and i have fought before we are a married couple so if he's at home and then i go out and we're in the middle of a fight and people are like how's quinn i say he's good but i don't want to talk about like i don't tell the people i don't want to talk about it but talking about him when I'm like away from him is the last thing I want to do. So I'm like, he's good. And then we carry on our night. Erica spent that whole Toledo trip talking about how great Tom is and how good they are and all of this. And then like a week later, she's saying that this was a long time coming. He hasn't spoken to her all of this time. She gets a sentence from him. That's not the truth. Yeah. She was saying he lets me be me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. On the, yeah. On the trip just last week the entire time whenever they talked to her whenever she brought anything up it's just i feel like it was a waste of it was a waste of digital space yeah was, we could we could have spent more time <clears throat> about kathy's code which <gasps> so good <laughs> kathy's short shorthand or whatever which is like i don't know they should have had her in world war ii nobody would have known anything that was going on. that's the allies and the nazis the Axis. <laughs> nobody would have known what was going on but kathy I know we laugh about it, but like, is Kathy all right? (laughs) I'm worried that, and I'm enjoying her and I'm taking it at face value and I'm laughing. I do wonder if there is a version of Kathy that we are being offered as an audience that is not really like in line with who Kathy really is. I think there's a darkness there that we are not being shown so that the audience falls in love with Kathy so that they can get Kathy to come back. The minute Bravo editing turns on Kathy, Kathy will say, I'm not doing that. And she'll just walk away. Like if she gets an inkling that the audience has turned on her, 
they lose her. Yeah. So we're getting like, we're getting unknowingly funny, bizarre, crazy Aunt Kathy energy, and the audience is responding in kind. But I, I'm curious what would happen if Kathy was like a full time housewife, and Bravo wasn't holding anything back because this is a very different Kathy than the small snippet of the woman we heard about and saw and I know again it's not like uh they have to line up the woman we saw in the Paris documentary right so I'm kind of curious about how this is gonna I also think Kyle loves working for Bravo but I also think that she has this relationship with her sister that she hasn't had in a long time and I think she's holding closely to that and she feels protective of Kathy as well. So I think if Bravo editing turns against Kathy they might lose Kyle also. Mm. Because yeah. What will the franchise do without the Richard sisters? We never had to know. There's always been like, even even in seasons where we didn't have Kathy, we still had like a fight with Kathy that we knew about. So there's always been Richard sisters drama in this show. But on Watch What Happens Live, they I think this was the after show, He uh, Andy asked Nikki how she felt when... Kathy signed up and she said, she was like, I've only ever told my husband this, but I sobbed. And then he was like, why? And she was like, I just didn't want to see how she would be portrayed. And then Andy was like, well, how do you feel now? And she's like, well, I'm here, aren't I? But like, it was, yeah, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> wow. And and to be fair and kind of go off of what I just said, if Kathy is going to be part-time, I actually think if she's getting like a goofy edit, that's fine. She's Part-time is not someone kind of like Marlo who you're getting a one-dimensional aspect of someone that they're deeming like a good ingredient to the stew. And I think the ingredient Kathy's bringing is great. And I do not, I think Bravo is in this regard smart. And I don't think they will, even if she should decide to be full-time, I don't, I think the editing will stay on this course with her. But I, to answer your question though, Quinn, I don't think she's okay, but (laughs) I think this is what we're going to get from her for a long time, at least. That may be better than what we're getting from Garcelle because this dating coach ain't it. Oh, I liked it. I don't like it. I don't ever like scenes like this. (laughs) They feel, they feel boring to me. Boring and fake. I just want it over. I would love seeing her on a date, but just get me to the yeah. thing. I don't like I don't a set, I don't like a meeting setup. I don't okay. either. And I don't I'm not loving the the scenes of her asshole kids either. <laughs> Anthony, do you like therapy scenes? Or you just don't like any time they meet with like a professional? <laughs> well, remind remind me who's been to a therapist recently. Teddy and Kyle together. <laughs> that uh, I didn't like. <laughs> by themselves, I don't even like Portia and Dennis, Leanne. I, those I like. Uh, there was Monique with her pastor. <laughs> well, that I, was... like all, I like all of that. That feels, I do like that. That feels like emotional work. And I will say, it, it's not a it's not a Garcelle problem. She was very open and emotional in her meeting with the, the date dating, co- dating coach. <laughs> yeah, like it's not a Garcelle issue. I think it's, uh, I don't know. The dating stuff just always seems a little hackneyed or like a little false for me. No, no, like in, in a therapy, I feel like we're getting to someone's core. I don't know. I just, I was bored by it is the short answer, 
I guess. Yeah, I was bored by it too. I want I want more. I always feel like I want more of or from Garcelle. Not that she's not giving. I just always want like, oh, I wish that there would have been a little bit more sharing from her. Oh, I wish there would have been like last season. I wish she would have been there at all. So it's like <laughs> it's better this season. But like, I don't want I don't want her to be. It's like they always give one woman in the cast the single plot line. And I feel like that's what they're doing with her. And I never, like Anthony said, I never liked that. That's not what I want. I would like her trying to do some resurgence. I'm sorry, or a surgence of her career. I would rather it was like that. When? <laughs> oh my God. I love Garcelle Beauvais, but I'm going to be real. Like, I would like to see that. I think now is the time for her to be like getting into her second act and doing stuff. It would be more interesting to see her joining a soap opera well what's crazy I know she's is on the talk but yeah that, she's that on the would be a good lane for her soap opera i she do i good. think that would be good for her too but i also think a talk show host which is what she is i think that is a storyline we've never seen before so like even behind the scenes of that a little bit and i know it's a different network so we might whatever have some issues but i do think the same way we saw denise like filming a soap opera scene it would be fun to see garcelle preparing for an interview oh wait no she's not on the talk she's on the reel i'm sorry. yeah and maybe then we can get like Lonnie love or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would like that i do like i don't i don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to like the certain certain scenes or plots i like i did like seeing denise and eileen on the soap opera set and i think i would like seeing garcelle on uh, the real behind the scenes. I would like that. Yeah, especially because of Beverly Hills. I do like when they show us what we think of when we see Beverly Hills. And sometimes that's like glitz and glamour and like price tags of Rodeo Drive or whatever. But I also think that's like behind the scenes of Hollywood. Mentioned before, we saw Erica's new house in this episode, which as me and Anthony both said, we thought was a beautiful house. She went from what, 1,600 square feet to 2,600 square feet. Yeah. And it was a nice, well, whatever. It was a neighborhood where other people were interested in because this was the house that she shared a backyard fence with Army Hammer. This was the one? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we might be getting some Army scenes. Wouldn't you die? Mm, no, <laughs> she might. You should have invited her over. For- Allegedly. He could invite her over for a barbecue. <gasps> <laughs> well, she talks about her dark times with Tom <laughs> and she spills all these things, like certain things that he said to her in the past. She felt she should shut up because she was just some cocktail waitress that made good. <sighs> it's almost difficult for me to talk about it and recount it. It was so disgusting to me. I know there's still things that come out in the case. It's not final. There's all kinds of things here. It just, it all, it, it was just so, it seemed so fake and so... Yeah. And when she was like, you know, I I took the I took I stole the furniture, I wanted to be like, that's not yours. That should be up for auction, right? Yeah. So then, <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind. I'm just like, and I think Bravo knows. Well, it doesn't take long to like edit things out of an episode. They edited Kenya out in that Native American costume, so they can cut little lines out. Bravo knows that her lawyers and well, the other side lawyers are watching these episodes to meticulously like pull out things she says and they put in that they and they still put in that she stole this furniture so bravo ain't shit for that no (laughs) but i still loved it yeah i just i love that we got to hear her say that because that was so that was a real red flag after watching that docu that documentary (laughs) we are so early on in this story in the season but i 
I hope as people start learning, and it seems like Sutton, and I think we see Garcelle ask some questions about, uh, you know, the the victims who didn't get their settlement money and it was funding Tom and Erica's life. But I just had a flash of like Lisa Rinna questioning whether or not Yolanda was really sick a few years mm-hmm, ago. Yeah. I better hear some questions from Rinna or Kyle, who I think on Watch What Happens Live still kind of played the... Well, we don't really know. We're still finding things out. And that's true to an extent. But like, I don't know, guys, you were really hard on people for like nonsense stuff, like whether or not LVP sold a dog story for something Dorit did. Right. Do that to to a um, a tabloid. But uh, and again, I have we haven't not seen them. We haven't seen them not do this yet. But if the whole season goes by and we don't see anyone aside from Garcelle and Sutton asking tough questions or speculating just amongst themselves, I'm going to have a little bit of a problem. If you if these people don't decide that it's appropriate to question someone who clearly acts guilty, if something's going on, then yes, there is some bullshit. Something in the buttermilk ain't clean. Something <laughs> is something's wrong here because I, I mean, you don't, she's been completely guarded. This all makes sense why she acts like she acted. As a viewer, this feels, this filled in holes for me. Like, wow. this is why we don't know anything about you. You couldn't tell us anything about you. We couldn't get into that house often. They, we barely even, they barely even showed her at home. Yeah. Like, this is why you were off in jets and performing at, you know, theaters in downtown LA. This is why. Because you couldn't show us anything. So I, if they if they sit up and they don't like, oh, well, we're still going to believe her. That's that's just bullshit. Anthony, but, did you see Erica Jane perform or did I make that up? <laughs> I've never seen her. OK, no. <laughs> Have you? He's no. like, no, I've never been to Jersey City. <laughs> <laughs> she did perform there, didn't she? She mm-hmm. did. Yeah, no, I haven't seen her. I've seen Luann twice, but not Erica. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's saying something. Is that better or worse? No, I don't know. It says something about you, but I, I don't know which. <laughs> so then we have Sutton having a mammogram with Kyle. We all know how fierce Kyle is about getting mammograms. We get another exaggerated moment from Sutton. Too much. Now, I've never gotten a mammogram before. I don't know how that goes down or whatever, but. I did find it shocking that she's never had one at her age. Yeah, uh, that kind of pinged for me too. I mean, I, I feel like, did we try to figure out how old Sutton was before? She's like in her 40s. She's 12 years older than Crystal. Crystal's 35. She's 47. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the suggested age to start getting a mammogram is, but I feel like Sutton probably's past it. <laughs> She's past it. And I just was surprised. She said she doesn't like doctors. And I'm like, I love when people say that like that's a choice. Like, oh, I just don't, I don't like doctors. So I just don't do that. It's like, I, I get it. I'm kind of that way with exercise sometimes, but eventually I have to take my ass to the gym and do something for a while. Yeah. I have to go to the doctor. So I just, I found that all, because I, all I can imagine is her acting that way in the doctor's office. And I'm like, mm, I guess, I guess that's why you don't go. Yeah. But. This, this grown woman flailing around, like. She couldn't even show her face. Yeah, cry whining to the doctor. Is this gonna hurt? (laughs) (laughs) Take. I'm sure breast cancer is a lot worse. (laughs) Take a breath. Yeah, and this um, the editing was really strange here too. I felt like I was watching the first like ten minutes of the Rules of Attraction. It was like (laughs) this is something that happened. 
five minutes ago, five minutes earlier. It's like, can we just land? She was so mad at Kyle. <laughs> and it cut, Kyle was wearing the, and I don't think they lied about when things happened, but Kyle was wearing the same outfit three weeks ago that she was wearing like that day. So that's why I think they had to do that weird editing because if they just cut to three mm. weeks ago, like quickly, I don't know. It would have seemed, it seemed weird to me anyway, but she was in that same fucking pink blazer. <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice that. You're right though. And then they decided that the doctor's office was the great place to talk about her fight with Crystal, which that's always so funny to me. I understand why they do it, but like when they're filming a scene for one reason and then stay to talk about like the plot, sometimes it works like whatever, a dinner or like a drink or something. But when they stay like at an empty yoga studio or a doctor's office after getting a mammogram, oh please. A mammogram office to have that conversation. (laughs) And it Sutton is afraid of, do- of of doctors. They bring in two doctors aggressively. I'm like, do they both need to be here to tell her good news? Uh-huh. It was just like, and then we have to talk about Crystal. I feel like they just like punch Sutton in the face <laughs> like several times. But I guess that's just how the producers like to do it. And then Sutton was like, tell me yes or no. And the doctor just says yes. I was like, I would think that means you have breast cancer. <laughs> yeah, yes or no. What's the question? <laughs> Sutton wasn't clear. She didn't know whether she wanted a yes or a no. She got that's a true. before she knew what she wanted it to be. <laughs> and that's clearly what happened. Sutton needs to be medicated. <laughs> the sad part is she might already be. Get her on Sutton. <laughs> <laughs> so then we go to Crystal's dumpling party, which looked delicious. Those dumplings look so good. They looked great. They did. They did. I was hungry. And I w- it was good to see Sutton being that cousin because she was the only one that looked like she was running that kitchen. And she actually lived there. Crystal. And Crystal, I mean, yeah. And Crystal <laughs> looked like she was like, like they worked for her. I'm like, you're supposed to be a family making dumplings. Why do you look like the boss? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny you said that because I feel like any other time we've seen siblings or family members or whatever there's they're like invited to be part of that group's fun night but like they cooked for these women and then they had to stay in the kitchen while they like talked outside it was very strange that was strange that is true maybe they didn't want to be there though oh maybe but they were on camera making the dumplings (laughs) i don't know Um, i did like seeing um crystal send her husband to the store to get that's because that's something you do of course, of course. That is something well, that you would do. Well, it's something we're, you would do too, Quinn. We're implying it's true, that true. Would, we're implying that I would be cooking. Like I wouldn't be doing either of it. That's true. Well, Chris, you know I mean? like Crystal wasn't really doing much of the cooking herself. <laughs> I um, liked it though. Like her hurried, like, where's Rob Rob, right? Where's Rob? He has to go to the store. Is that Rob? Like I liked it. I don't know why. And the then when he came back, you'd be a great postmate or whatever those people are called. <laughs> <laughs> those people that do those jobs. I don't, oh I don't know. God. Rob always looks like he's fresh from being released by aliens, doesn't he? <laughs> like he doesn't quite know what he got himself. <laughs> Even every time he answered the door, he seemed so uncomfortable. And like all he's doing is saying hi to people and letting them in his home. Yeah, it's like he's it, he's he doesn't know how to perform himself on the show or something. Yeah. There is an awkwardness to him, yes. I forget about him. But yeah. I forget about him a lot. He's very he's a very low-key um husband, which is fine. After PK, I don't need anybody else drawing attention in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Unless I, it's like hi Mauricio. 
I'd rather forget about Crystal's husband than forget about Teddy's husband. Like Teddy's husband, when he came on our screen, I was like, oh God, I forgot about you and now you're here. But like Rob, I forget about. And then he joins. I'm like, okay, it's fine. (laughs) I forgot I didn't like Teddy's husband either. Yeah, what's the like? What was his name? Edwin? No. Eduardo. What's his name? Ernesto. Esteban. It was something. (laughs) Something like that. Maybe Edwin. But in a problematic... In a problematic way of thinking, all the things you said, Quinn, I thought before you said them, but then I still think Edwin is correct. And I know I said Edwin, and I don't think it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, and I just tried to, like, Google Edwin, Edwin's correct. Oh, wow. I, tr- I looked on her IMDb, I mean, her Wikipedia, and there's, like, nothing there except that she's John Mellencamp's daughter. And I think that's fitting. <laughs> all I got was her full name, and then she was his daughter. That's it. That's um, all you have to know. That's all there is. We saw that for two seasons. <laughs> is that all so. there is? Yes. <laughs> all out. So Erica <laughs> is making dumplings, and then there's the THD oil. <gasps> this was wild. Yeah. I got it on my clit and my vagina, honey. <laughs> she really seems like she's in mourning, right? Did you think this she was strange. acting differently, though? Like, there's all these memes about, like, I finally realized who she was acting like. Like, this just seemed kind of the same to me. I think it was a bit more live than she normally would be, yes. Mm. Okay. I do think that. But not in a good way. (laughs) There seemed to be an openness. First of all, I thought... (laughs) I mean, I'm not the proprietor of how women dress. I thought the outfit was a choice for, like, a night of making dumplings with one's family who you've never met like the husband before or anything. Yeah. It's just me. Er- I mean, Garcelle <laughs> was wearing like a tracksuit and then here comes Erica in this, like that she- tracksuit was ugly. <laughs> I didn't like the colors. I no. like the idea. It wasn't, I feel like, <laughs> oh, never mind. but I, it wasn't like tight enough for me. Like it was, it really looked like she could be wearing it on like a Peloton. If, if you're going to wear it to a party like this, it should be form fitting. I think. Yeah, I liked the sentiment of it as like a a choice of what to wear to someone's home for like a casual-ish evening of making dumplings. But Erica, Erica's was just like, I've never seen someone order more hot toddies in one episode of the show ever. <laughs> what is that? Can you what do a, a hot toddy? No, 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 oh. sorry. I know what a hot toddy is, but in, in multiple scenes, she was ordering them. Maybe she was sick. <laughs> Maybe. But her outfit did look like it looked like she was in a play and she was like the widow that was a gold digger stealing her husband's money. So (laughs) I'm just happy this is the 90s because I think we all know there would have been chopsticks in her hair. I thought there was at first. They had those little wisps and I was like, oh, my God, please. No, please. We all know. And you you know, no one would have called her out on them. Right. Right. So then we have the conversation between Crystal and Sutton where... Uh, this this whole thing is like I don't have an opinion on it because it's so stupid yeah. but I do think Crystal comes off looking mean I will say that I do think Crystal comes off as a mean girl she does In she does and that is like a period but then Sutton and this might make Crystal meaner that she's taking the bait but Sutton is someone that looks easy and fun to bully so, so like I understand <laughs> <laughs> she's easy to wound up to yeah. wind up yeah she, yeah um, she's 
uh, stop yeah. hitting yourself. Like, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> which you could do to Sutton easily. I think. I think part of the problem is that neither of them will allow the other grace with this situation. The situation being um, Sutton having walked into Crystal's room. Cause I, I kind of feel like for now, at least they seem to have put the awkward racial conversation they had in a box that seems to be tied up or packaged. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I think what Sutton needs to hear is Crystal say, I understand it was not your intention to violate me. I felt violated. And I think Sutton needs Crystal to hear, to say, Sutton needs Crystal to say, oh, wait, I messed it up. Whatever the opposite is. Like, I think they yes. need, Sutton just wants it to be acknowledged that she did not intend <laughs> to make Crystal feel a certain way, but acknowledge that she did. And that Crystal she did. needs the opposite. Where like, I know you didn't mean to do that, but you did make me. And they won't allow each other that. And Crystal said that on Watch What Happens Live, like she basically got, you know, she said she watched it and she got that point now. But watching what happened, Sutton should have waited until she let her in the room. She just knocked and went in. And you don't do that unless, I don't know, it's your child, maybe. Like there's very few people you can just knock and then instantly open the door. Yeah. Now, I'm sure there was a lock yeah. on that door, which I think it should have been locked. That's not really the point. The point is that you didn't give her enough time. That is intrusive. If somebody would have done that to me, that would have been that would have made me angry. But the fact they were bringing my coat probably would have made it a little bit better. But I ain't asked you to bring my coat. So yeah. I get how both this. It's just stupid because I feel like I get how where they're both coming from. But it's like getting blown out of proportion by both sides. Yeah. And I mean, Sutton's a psychopath for thinking someone would like fall all over themselves to be thankful that you brought a coat from one area of the house to another. After you fought with them all day. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think Crystal is a smart woman who understands that pressing the gas on this conflict gets her more screen time during her debut season. Yeah. The problem then is, though, if you are going to have a conversation with Sutton and say, we're not going to talk about this anymore, even if the women are asking you about it and you keep talking about it, it's just it's it's like a fire that's never going to go out. Yeah, I'm going to believe you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm choosing to believe you is a sentence. Yeah, just say you don't believe me. and You just want me to sh- shut up. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's a little, there's a little mean girl in Crystal. Very I much like, so. I like watching it. Oh yeah. But it, it's definitely, it's definitely there. Sutton and Crystal are just different, different people. They are very different. <laughs> and from a psycho, like from a psychology standpoint, the minute I got to know Crystal and she said that she felt like, you know, her house was an adult, but she wasn't an adult. I was like, there's clearly some dissonance here because you are usually one of the most adult people on screen at all times. And then second, like when she was like, you know, I'm a type A personality. And I'm like, hmm, that usually is not a great thing. Then we get into her eating disorder problem. Like all these things were clear, run in line for me from what I know about psychology. And if we get to this behavior with Sutton, there is a tendency to want to attack things that you don't like in yourself, which could be weakness. Mm. And that could be what we're getting with Sutton and the way she treats her. And that's why I say... She's coming across as mean. And I don't think she means to be. I just think that Sutton can embody and represent some things that she doesn't like. And with the internalized her, you know, wanting to be a blonde woman, this is a blonde woman. So there's so many ways that Mm. this could be playing out for her. And I'm a Black person and I can say it. So uh, any final thoughts on these 
topics or the episode, guys? Overall, I really am enjoying the season of Beverly Hills. I Now that we're into the Erica stuff, I'm either going to need her to give us more or the other women to give us more, or it needs to be like, a back burner issue. I'd rather they like don't focus on it at all than to focus like around it because what we're getting now is not good TV in terms of the Erica storyline. Mm-hmm. This season needs it. It needs to talk about Erica. It needs to, and if it needs to sacrifice her to the 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 gods of television, then they need to because that's for the good of the show. And that's just the way this should run, in my opinion. I am looking forward. This will be my my final thought too, but like piggybacking off what you said, Donnie, I am looking forward to getting to a point where the women are talking about, I mean, I guess back then they would have been allegations. I don't know about the allegations in the, in the lawsuit. I think there's a, cl- a clip or a quick snippet of Dorit saying, you know, children and mothers, like it's enough to make you sick. And I need Bravo to be pushing that. Like mm-hmm. I need to hear these women speaking out about it. And if maybe you didn't have enough of that footage then in the last like few months or few weeks, they better start piping in footage, even if it's confessional or newer material of the women kind of being upset about this. Cause it will be not, it won't be a great look. I'm enjoying Beverly Hills a lot more than I have in the past. Full stop. It is not lost on me that the three people we are getting the most from, one of which isn't even a diamond holder, <laughs> are um, Sutton, Crystal, and Kathy. Three people who didn't exist in full-time or at all roles on the show previously. Yeah. Yeah. So if the counterpoint to that is that we're seeing all the women who pre-existed on the show rallying around Erica, not asking questions, enough questions in the way they were in the past, it's not going to be a good look. It's not. And to my final thought on that, which is piggybacking on what you say, Anthony, from what we see from the next episode where Rena addresses the fact her daughter's dating Scott Disick, this is yet another storyline that has nothing to do with her. And I am tired of that from all of these women. That is... I'm not I am not in the mood to go down the Scott Disick Road with Lisa fucking Rena. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Unless this is gonna lead to breaking up her marriage. I don't want to hear about it. So I guess that that does it, right? We're done. So I'm gonna say if judging by what we've seen on this show thus far, the way this has all been handled, how many fucks does Erica Jane give? I would say zero, 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 none. Know that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right y'all Great. take care now bye bye thank you for listening if you'd like to support the show you can visit www.patreon.com slash know that pod you can find us on instagram and twitter at know that pod you can follow me anthony uh, at anthony f casella on instagram and you can follow me at real Donnywood on instagram and twitter and you can find me quinn at quinta lamar on twitter continue to listen and subscribe for free to know that a real housewives podcast on apple podcasts or wherever you get your shows